I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. This is a journey into sound. A journey which along the way will bring to you new color, new dimension, new values, and a new experience. Welcome to this week's episode of You Haven't Heard This Music Podcast Side B, episode 19. This is a podcast all about lesser-known music by lesser-known artists. For example, you are probably sat there at home in your abode or in your car thinking to yourself, that intro, that was something interesting, that was something a bit different, I like that. Well, you probably never heard of them. They're a group called Blick Trio. They are a London-based three-piece making music with electronics, post-punk rhythms and jazz melodies. We are a spin-off from the group Gyrotry System, which released three critically acclaimed albums, two of which were on Domino subsidiary Angular Recording Corporation, which means jack shit to me. But this track, I like it. I like it a lot. And uh, 
Yes. We'll leave all of their links and shit in the show notes for you to check them out and some more of their stuffs. But this one has been Remember the Name by Blick Trio. In this show, we take the artists that have been sending emails to us and we give them a platform in which to be heard. If we like them, of course. If not, we just delete them. But, um, yeah, that's what we're doing. We're taking some artists. We've got three artists that we picked. We'll be listening to those. We have M Rose. We have Company Located. And Wayne is showing me the book because I can't think who the last one is. And I'm, what am I looking at, Wayne? What am I looking at? Noya Korea. Nia Korea, Nia Korea. She's told me a name, I'm stuck for that. So Nia Korea, company located, and Emrose. Those are the few we've chosen. We'll also have our wild card. Uh, that's a random, a randomly selected artist who's submitted on Twitter on the Twitterverse. So we haven't heard that music yet. We don't know what it's like. So it could be good. It could be. It could be bad. Who knows. <laughs> Really bad. We'll find out, right? So exciting, though, isn't it? Mm. And then, right at the end, we'll have our guest, our special guest, our guest host, Tommy Tika from the band Shit. The Impersonators. The Impersonators. Impersonators, I'll cut that out. So, we'll have our guest, Tommy Tika from the band Impersonators. The Impersonators. Hello, Tommy. How are you? All the way over there in the US of the A. Not in the use of the A, in Finland at the moment, and the weather is crappy. Oh, yeah. The, it's it's incredible. It's getting, I did not it's getting do my cold. research this week, did I? No, I mean, you I, could have just I asked am. Me. I, no, no. I grew up in the States. So that's basically where I'm from. So I just went yeah. by the voice. I just went by the voice. Right. <laughs> it was a toss up between America or Canada. America, you know. There's more people, right. there's more people in America, so I went with America. Yep. Safe bet. Failed. Safe bet. Right. That's it. Uh, <laughs> Can't Sorry. go wrong. Sorry about that. <laughs> Brilliant. How is Finland? Uh, it's cold and dark. A dreary. Oh, I mean... But you're glad you moved? <laughs> you do not... I mean, do not want to move here, man. I mean, how's how's the weather over there? Oh, it's also the same. Yeah. Dark and, ah. dark and damp. That's what it is over here. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's how I'm my, my ex-girlfriend. <laughs> Is <laughs> that <laughs> 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 controversial? I don't know, maybe. Oh, yeah, yeah. She's like the autumn, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, well. Right. <laughs> right yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. You know what? The weird thing is, like, you know, if somebody says something like that, you instantly start thinking about your ex girlfriends. Weird. <laughs> Or does did that I only happen a, yeah. to me? Did I have a dog dump girlfriend? <laughs> <laughs> anyway. <sighs> right, so. Moving swiftly, I'm going to move on to... I keep hitting this microphone with my hat and I think it's going to cause noises. Anyway, moving on to our first artist. Let's get this show on the road. So our first artist is going to be Naya Kriya. And Naya Kriya, with her song, Human. That's it. Well done. And also my chat with her. I am an Italian singer-songwriter and YouTuber. Okay, your your English is fantastic. Thank you. I've worked a lot on it and also on my pronunciation. (laughs) So, how long have you been doing music? Uh, About... Well, my mother was a singer, so I got that from her. And uh, I've been doing it for... 
15 years, more or less, but professionally maybe um, since I, I was 18. You're obviously from Italy. Are you currently residing in Italy or are you somewhere el- are you elsewhere? I just moved to London, actually. So All right. Now, very, very recently. And I lived in Dubai for the past five years and I was doing... Um, gigs all over the place, uh, hotels and venues and different stages. Um, but I felt like I was missing some creativity. And so I decided to move to the UK where um, there was more creativity, more artists, more original music, because that's my passion. That's what I love to do. I love writing songs. So you write all of your own material? Yes, I do. And do you do any of the production or do you have a separate producer? Um, well, I will have a the idea, the blueprint, let's say. Um, and uh, I work with uh, a producer that's also the owner of Licata Records. And we usually work together on a blueprint. And then um, Licata Records is a record label. I forgot to say that. <laughs> <laughs> and um, yeah, we usually work on a blueprint and then we take it to the studio and get an instrumentalist, um, engineer, sound engineer to perfect it and put better sounds. And do you play any instruments yourself? Yeah, I play the piano. I'm not like a pianist, but I'm more of like a singer-songwriter, but I do play something. <laughs> Is that where all your inspiration comes from, when you sat at the piano? Yes, definitely. And this record label, uh, how long have you been signed? Uh, so I co-own this record label uh, with my partner, and uh, we've been... Uh, he's, he's, has it, he's had it before... And uh, he has been running it before, and then we met and we started working on it together. It's been going really amazing, uh, about uh, seven years in total. Okay. Uh, listening to your songs, you've got a very contemporary pop sound. Uh, I was hearing different uh, artists that are probably around at the moment, so, some um, 90s artists as well. Where do you take your inspiration from? Well... Yes, what I'm trying to do is actually um, bring back the 90s vibe, 90s, early 2000s, um, because I think that's something that it has been gone now, <laughs> pretty much. Uh, everybody has been taken another direction, but some artists like Bruno Mars, for example, and also Lady Gaga did it, um, but Bruno Mars... Um, he brought back the vibe of the 80s and Lady Gaga did it with the 90s. So since I take my inspiration from a lot of 90s artists, that's what I'm trying to do as well. Yeah, and see how it goes. It seems to be working well. It's a, to, to be fair, the 90s and the early 2000s, for me, it was probably some of my favourite time for music. All kinds of all genres, hip-hop, uh, pop. Rock, it was the best time for me, and especially for indie as well. So, yeah, you need somebody to bring it back, so I hope you can do that. I'm trying my best, and um, I believe that the way I'm singing my songs, it's, uh, I don't know, I'm trying to, to put something different and to, to bring something, bring back something that already existed and add a bit of 
my personal touch to it. I was kind of uh, like that that era when you had the uh, Anastasia. Do you remember yeah, Anastasia? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I used to. Yeah, I used to love her, and I still love her till this day. And she was super, super famous in Italy, and I definitely grew up uh, listening to her music. So she yeah. had such a fantastic voice. I don't know why she stopped doing it. Or it, well, maybe I don't know if she's still touring or what. On it, maybe you should check her out. Yeah, I think she's had some. Um, some health problems that's why i think she stopped singing for a while and then um i think because uh, i follow her on her social media and now it's uh she's she's touring i think around all around all right that's cool and uh yourself you've been doing a lot of moving about you've been doing a lot of uh, gigs a lot of shows uh, where have you been playing recently um well i just moved here in london and i've done a few gigs and uh, I've played last at the Lucky Pig in Fitzrovia, and I played my regional songs. Then I still travel to the Middle East, um, going there in, for New Year's Eve. And uh, I have some inquiries in Saudi Arabia <laughs> and other places. And uh, so I still travel back and forth, but definitely I, I moved here to um, start touring here very soon hopefully a lot of people do tours you never hear of anybody going to the middle east to do a, a tour especially if they're english singers how what is it about the middle east that draws you there well um it's not i don't think people know but the entertainment uh, industry there it's huge it's very very big uh is the music industry is not developed but the entertainment industry is very very developed because places like dubai they're very touristic places so venues are always looking for different kinds of entertainment and so that's why I was able to work there for such a long time. Also, when, when I was there, I met brands and clients. And those clients, sometimes they do events in other parts of the Middle East. And that's why I, uh, I get the chance to get to go there. Sounds good. I suppose it pays well and well over there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What have you got there for the rest of the year? What's left of the year? You got any more shows coming up? Any more music? Yes, I have a single coming up uh, very soon and uh, I'm working on a video concept and it's something really, really special, uh, really, really different. I don't think anybody has ever done something like this. It's something about, I'm not going to say too much, but it's something about others. So it's about people, it's about helping people and it's about, it's not, because I believe that my music and what I write is not only for myself, but I want to... Um, I hope to touch people's hearts and help them through hard times or help them to go through a particular moment of their lives. Sounds really interesting. Look forward to seeing it. So what would you say are your most standout moments during your career so far? Um, I think when I got to open up the concert of Enrique Iglesias and Florence and the Machine. That's quite huge. Yeah, and it was at the Do Arena in Abu Dhabi. And that was really, really wow moment. <laughs> yeah, because it was about 20,000 people, 30,000 people. And it was really, really great to experience that. I imagine that would be on YouTube. Yeah, yeah, it's on YouTube. I'll have to check that out. 20,000 people. How did you land that? 
I was signed to a company. Basically, we were doing shows in Dubai, um, and that's how I got it. Wow. And where do you think you see yourself in the next five years? Wow. <laughs> that's a bit far away, isn't it, question. though? Yeah. yeah. Okay, let's have the next one to two years, then. Uh, no, it's okay. I mean, um, <laughs> you know, no, I can answer that. Um, where would you like to be? Well, I would love to maybe pitch some of my songs to uh, some artists as well, write for others, for sure. Um, and obviously, well, <laughs> have my music known to more and more people um, and help people, as I said, help people going through whatever they're going through with my music, touch people's lives. It's all about that for me. And it's not about success that much. Like success, I learned it's just a consequence of what you do. If you're genuine and pure with what you do and you really put your all to it, I think people are going to, sooner or later, are going to understand what you're about and, and get closer to you as an artist. It's a nice philosophy. I hope that works out for you. Right, next question, the next question. Okay, so you're going on holiday. You're going somewhere nice on holiday. First of all, if you're going somewhere nice, where would you consider to be nice? Uh, well, obviously Italy, <laughs> because it's my uh, hometown, a home, home place where I grew up. Yeah, I think Italy, because okay. it's always in my heart. So you're going back to Italy for... For a week. And you're taking with yourself an MP3 player, and it's an old MP3 player. You can usually fit probably a few songs on it, but you've only got WAV files on your computer, so you can only fit two songs on this MP3 player, and they're the only two songs you're going to be able to listen to all week. What okay. two songs are you going to stick on there? Uh, I think something probably from Etta James, and something from Marita Franklin. From Who was the first one, sorry? Etta James. I don't know that person. Uh, at last, my love has come on. Okay, I know the yeah. tune. I didn't know the name. Yeah. Oh, okay. And, um, and something from Marita Franklin. Um, any song, really, from her. And from Etta James, I think I would put Sunday Kind of Love. Okay. Any reason why you'd choose those songs? Or you, just, you just like them? Because... Yeah, uh, I would listen to them over and over again without getting tired of it. It's hard to find a song that you can do that with. Yeah, yeah. for sure. And the voices, because I love their voices. Aretha Franklin does have an amazing mm -hmm. voice. Yeah. Did, did? Yeah, did. Did, yeah. So if you could erase one song so as it doesn't exist anymore, it can never get played ever again, you hate it that much... Even though you might get backlash off people that do like it, what song would you get rid of? <laughs> well, I think I'm prepared for this. Um, I don't know, this girl, um, I think it's called Billie Eilish. She came out with a song <laughs> that I believe being very just too much. <laughs> so I don't remember the title, but it's one of her last songs. Yeah, I would delete that for sure. Billie Eilish, you'd get a lot yeah, of backlash I mean... for that. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what I don't think she's a bad singer she's great don't get me wrong she's great I just think the themes of her songs they don't resonate with me sometimes and the theme of this song just doesn't but she's great you know 
but okay. I would just delete that particular song. No, I really think that. I'm not saying it because I already get backlash on my YouTube channel anyway, so I'm used to it. <laughs> okay, so we're sticking, we're sticking Billie Eilish in the bin. <laughs> I'm saying it because um, I I really think she's good. And her song, like her beats, some beats of the songs are really good. It's just about the theme and the lyrics in particular of one song. I think it just misleads young generations to something that I don't agree with. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So Billie Eilish, if you're listening, sort your life out. (laughs) Sort your lyrics out. (laughs) Not all, but some. You're influencing a generation, for God's sake, sort it out. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Now get in the bin. <laughs> right. Okay. So if you could collaborate with one artist dead and one artist alive, who would you collaborate with? Well, Aretha Franklin, for sure, because she's one of my favorites. And uh, artist alive. Well, also Etta James, once again, artist alive. Uh, Christina Aguilera. Aguilera. Is she still doing anything? Yeah, she just released a song um, for the Adams Family movie. What? What? For the uh, she just released a song for the Adams Family cartoon movie. Oh, okay. Movie. Yeah. I didn't realize they were making one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I didn't know either. I just know because I'm I'm a huge fan of hers. So okay. <laughs> yeah, so I, I just knew that they were making the movie from her uh, Instagram. She does have an amazing voice. Yeah, yeah, I really love her. Hmm. But anyway, Christina Aguilera aside, where can our listeners follow you and find you if they want to listen to your work or if they want to social media you or whatever they call it? Um, On my YouTube channel, for sure. It's um, youtube.com slash Nayakrea. And Instagram, Twitter, um, pretty much everywhere, all my social media. N-Y-A-C-R-E-A. Yeah, there's not going to be many of those in the world, is there? <laughs> no. There is a few Naya, but uh, not Naya Korea. Yeah, so if you just type Naya Korea into Google, I'm sure that will come up. She will come up and uh, you'll find all the socials and streams on there. So, Naya Korea, I just want to thank you for joining us on the show and we're going to play your song now, Human. So here is, without any more furthers of do's, Naya Korea with her song, Human.
that'll, that'll work. <laughs> <laughs> I'll edit that, it'll be fine. <laughs> so that was Naya Kriya, that was her song Human, that was my chat with her. She was lovely, I enjoyed talking with her, I like her music. What do you think of her music, Tommy? Well, it's a nice little pop track, isn't it? Um, I like the mysticism about it and the, the big drums and basically what someone of my vintage uh, thinks of as a uh, 60s flavored melody. I like the singing. I mean, in terms of the backing track, though, it's clean pop. This is not really a band effort. So it's a bit sterile. But then again, um, everything doesn't need to be like a band. So I guess the answer to that, um, your question is that I liked it. Fucking hell, Tommy. Yeah, the video is rather cool as well. You know what? The only thing I that even I... looked at the video. I didn't even realize there was oh, a video. Oh, you got to do I... that, man. You know what? Let me put it to you like this. Tommy's done his about... research. You will forget about your ex-girlfriend. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> um, but here's the thing, though. She's only 14. Like... Oh, come on. I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm joking. <laughs> I'm joking. <laughs> I got to go. <laughs> So I mean, oh, um, the, I, okay. So here's the thing: I I love the uh, Middle East vibe, and um, this is an Italian artist, right? That's right. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. That's what you said. Yeah. Um, it, lyrically, it rambles on a bit. I, I, you know, when 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 there's a song called "Human," you expect deeper stuff. But I mean, um, then again, maybe it's my age, you know. So you get the relationship thing. Um, but I, I liked it. I liked it. Um, it's probably a song that I'll uh, I'll listen to again. To be honest with you, Wayne. Yeah, pretty much the same. Yes, it's a really nice pop track. It got lovely flavors of like um, late nineties, early two thousands. You know, like um, a, a less commercial, even though it is a commercial song, a less commercial Britney Spears. Like uh, you remember when Louise came out of Eternal? Yeah, yeah. Did that sort Louise of stuff. The, yeah. I was getting Duffy. Oh, check that out. What I've written there. Reminiscing to oh. Duffy. Yeah, that's exactly yeah. Because I got that as well. There was some, some yeah. you know, the way yeah the way she phrased some of the words and the way the way she sang them. It was very in the phrase in the frame of Duffy. Yeah. There's a lovely um, lovely rise coming out of the uh, the bridge into the chorus. That I really liked. It sort of like goes to a lip and then just drops off at the last minute. I really enjoyed that. I thought it was really really it hooked me into the song more. That did you? Yeah, yes. it's a well it's a well crafted tune. I mean, it, yeah, really is. Yeah, very well produced. Yeah. Very good tune. Very, very good song. Very, very good voice. Yeah, which is interesting to listen to. You know, moving out to the Middle East, you wouldn't think there's a, a massive market, and then you know, opening up for Enrique, uh, Enrique Iglesias, and who was the other person she said? Florence and the Machine. Florence and the Machine. Yeah, she opened for these people. That's massive. Was that twenty thousand? Was it? It is yeah, massive. 20, yeah, yeah, it's incredible. Was, That's incredible. Yeah. yeah, and and you know, I, I think she's got that lovely. She could do it, you know. She's got. You could tell that she's got charisma and personality just from the, the chat that you had with her. I haven't, I've only listened to the one song and I haven't seen the video, but you could tell that she's got heart in what she's doing, even if it is very commercial. You know, normally commercial and soulless I mean, sort of. Yeah, I mean, the cool thing about it is that it's commercial, but like you said, at the same time, it's not overly commercial. Mm. So, I mean, you you have that sort of. Um, I don't know. It, it, you know the mysticism, like this yeah. song. If it was produced differently, could could have been done by the Birds in the sixties. To be oh, honest wow, with yeah. you, yeah, not the yeah. lyrics, but the melody of it. I, th- I think that's the thing with pop music. It's so cynical, and and the word you use, sterile. I don't find it with this. It's, it's she's got heart because she's enjoying what she's doing. So right. 
that comes across in the song. So yeah, yeah, yeah it does. I, yeah, basically everything you've all just, I can't really say nothing else about it. It's a good tune. She's a nice girl doing well for herself. She's a she's found a gap in the market over in the Middle East, obviously. Yeah, and she's hitting it, hitting it hard. Which is, you know, I'd imagine there's some good money over there I would in uh, Dubai. Fuck, yeah, amazing yeah. money over there. Yeah. yeah, she's doing corporate events as well. Yeah, in Dubai. <laughs> really? Really? Yeah, she's, yeah. La- she's laughing. Hey, why not? You know, yeah. well, you open for I twenty thousand people. You, you know, yeah, but, yeah. No, but that's uh, yeah. Think about get. I mean, think about getting up on stage and have have an audience like that. Twenty thousand people. That's a lot of folks. That's incredible. It is, isn't yeah. it? That's, yeah. I mean, that's half of what we get every week, and. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, that was the question. But we don't have to see them. <laughs> That's the best part, right? What is she doing with us? Is she slumming it with us? <laughs> no, she's doing, she, her name's not really out there, though, is it? No, no, it's, it's true. It's not at all. It might be different if we went out to the Middle East, I suppose. I mean, if she'd have come on the show and said, uh, Florence and the Machine opened for me, that, that, yeah. that'd oh, be different. And you are, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, so anyway, that was Noya Korea. That was her song, Human. Check her out in all the socials and all the streamings and what have you that are put in the show notes. Check her out. Yes. Moving on to our next artists who are company located. Company located, Wayne. Mm-hmm. This is my conversation and their music. Uh, my name is Chris. And I am Corey. We are company located. We started making music together probably about four months ago, but we've been working on music probably about our entire lives. And we met him and I about four years back. We actually started on a uh, online schooling and he lives up in uh, Pennsylvania. I live in Florida and we make music from about a thousand miles away. I find this is becoming a more popular trend. A lot of artists are doing this now, meeting up over the internet, connecting over the internet, sending files and doing music that way. Do you guys still meet up at all? Uh, We actually met up um, a few months ago. We did a show in New York and we did a show in uh, Philadelphia. Okay, so you're managing to do gigs even though you're living so far away and you've been together such a short space of time. How does that work with the distance and everything? How do, the, the logistics of it all? The past few gigs we've done uh, was actually up in Pennsylvania, my way. So we actually had um, Corey fly up and uh, we actually uh, found the gigs through a website called Reverb Nation. And so we signed up and I uh, went through like all of the uh, different gigs that you could find on there and signed up for as much as we could and just to see what we could get. Okay, so with you being quite new, you've got your few singles out there. Have you got anything in the way of albums planned? Yeah, we actually um, have an album that we're working on right now. We're not exactly sure when it's going to come out yet, but we're definitely looking forward to it. So how does the recording process work with what you do? Because obviously you live a long distance away from each other. You're not meeting up. Do you just play at home or in a studio and then send files to each other? We uh, Yeah, we, we just... just- Pass files along to each other. <laughs> and how does that work communication-wise? Because when I was in the band doing it, you know, we'd meet up like twice a week for rehearsals. We'd do what we got to do, and then we could say right there, and then this needs changing, that needs changing, and we could play it and then change it again, change it again. Obviously, if you're not meeting up, there's a, a lag in communication. How do you find it work? Does it work okay, or do you, do you find there's issues? 
it's definitely a different experience because we both both of us have our own studios in our own homes and it's just a little bit of a different experience because when i was up there for the the gig we actually recorded some music and it's it was way more just interacting with both of us in the same room but as to compared to both of us in the home studios at the same time we just we just video call and we just pass files along back and forth Okay, and how does that work with gigs? Because obviously, with most bands, and bands I've been in, for example, you you meet up at least once a week, you know, sometimes twice a week, so you can get that tightness, and that tightness comes through practice. But if you're not meeting up, do you find that not practicing together affects your performance, or do you find ways past that? There's definitely like a definitely a different experience with that. It definitely made made it a more difficult at first, but. Uh... We uh, listen to our songs as much as possible and practice them. And then we'll have, like, one of us will go down uh, to his place or he'll come up to my place and uh, a couple of days early before gigs. And we'll just do nothing except practice for the days beforehand. Okay, so you do manage to get your practice in then? Yeah, definitely. And how was it that you guys met? Uh, we we met in a uh, online schooling system. We both did um, online schooling. I actually did online schooling when I was in eighth grade, and he did it when he he's actually done it his majority of his life. And we met over a um, a club that was held on that that platform, the schooling platform, and we just kept emailing back and forth back and forth and we actually started out doing um youtube gaming together and we just evolved into this and distribution of work within the band how does that work who plays what who does what within the band i usually make some of the beats and uh it kind of all depends with the different songs like what kind of like vibe i'm feeling at that time uh the guitar is all recorded live by me and uh, there's definitely a good amount of sense that we put into each song. Okay, and who would you say influences your sound? Wow, there's there's a great amount of people that I could say. Um, I mean, I've always looked up to Zed. He's just been one of those great producers out there and great DJs that just like create all the music digitally and just puts it out there as much as he can do. He's just a great inspiration. I have also just tons of different uh inspiration for music like the goo goo dolls all the way to like breaking benjamin corn slipknot panic at the disco it's kind of just like all over the board which kind of gives it like a unique style when it comes to like making the instrumentals so you've got quite a varied and eclectic mix of influences in there then yeah oh yeah definitely and the name company located how did that come about Chris explained that. <laughs> that's uh, it's quite a funny story. So me and Corey had gotten into a little bit of like a disagreement, and I was like half asleep at the time. So I texted him. I was like, "Why do you always have to be so complicated?" But uh, I was half asleep, and so it autocorrected complicated to company located, and so it's just kind of been our on-running joke. So when we started <laughs> making music, we uh, were like, "Why not just call it company located?" At least there's a story behind your name, I suppose. Sometimes we get some real random names on the show and there's no story <laughs> at all. And I just think it sounds cool. And you're like, does it though? Okay. But yeah, company located. Where do you see yourself going? You know, what's your vision for the future? 
Um, within the next year, I was I'm actually looking into a couple of production programs at colleges and up towards his direction, so we could uh, work together in the studio uh, every day or every week, just trying to get as much music out there as we can and just have fun with it too get some gigs right okay and uh gigs you got any gigs coming up you got anything in the pipelines uh not, not currently we're moment. actually in the studio just trying to get as much recorded as we can sounds great you'll have to as soon as that's completed mixed mastered and the like you'll have to send it across so we can have a listen but for now i'm gonna throw a few quick questions at you a few silly questions so my first question would be, I want you to imagine yourself on holiday. You're going on holiday, even. Going somewhere nice on holiday. Where would you consider nice, firstly? There's, there's a lot of good places that I would consider nice. I mean, it's like my entire life. I've grown up in Florida, and I'm, origi- I'm originally from California, but just Cal- Florida, anywhere like in the Caribbean, it's just somewhere, just like somewhere nice for me. It's just... I've always loved going to places in the Caribbean, going on cruises, going just going diving, just having st- fun stuff like that, all that fun stuff. Okay, so anyway, you're going somewhere nice on holiday, and you're taking with you an MP3 player. It's a very old MP3 player. It's quite shitty, and you only have web files on your computer, so you can only fit two songs on this MP3 player. What songs are you going to take with you on holiday that can last a week, and they're the only two songs you're going to get to listen to? That's a good question. <laughs> For me, I think I would probably have to, probably, um, I think uh, Bohemian Rhapsody, that's that's always a safe choice. <laughs> <laughs> the other one I'm not too sure about. Um, I would say Nicotine by Panic at the Disco and Zanzibar by Billy Joel. Okay, two entirely different songs. <laughs> hey, that, I, I like to vary with my, my differences with them. I mean, music. <laughs> but then I suppose if you've only got two songs, you don't want them both to be the same, do you? Exactly. Okay, then we move on, we move on. So, if you had the power to erase one song from history, just remove it completely so it doesn't exist, you hate it that much, even though you might get a lot of backlash, what song do you hate so much that you would completely get rid of so no one could ever hear it again? Oh, okay. Oh, mm. <laughs> okay. I wouldn't say that, but um, there's a song that I've been listening to on Alt Nation. It's been out for I don't know. It's been it's been a little bit, but it's been going up in the charts recently. It's um, Dance Monkey by Tones and I, and I just I, I it's not my kind of music. I wouldn't say, and I would I would erase that. <laughs> Okay, well, I don't know that song, but based on your recommendation, I I probably won't go out and search for it. So, yeah. Okay, uh, right, next question. Next question. If you could collaborate with one artist dead and one artist alive, who would you collaborate with and why? That's a good mm. question. <laughs> Personally Brandon Urie. Brandon Urie. Definitely Brandon Urie. I find it very strange talking to you American lockers. You're always coming out with names I've never heard of before. <laughs> uh, Brendan Urie's the lead singer of Panic at the Disco. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I would probably pick um, Freddie Mercury. 
good choice, good choice, popular choice. In fact, I think we've had that one from previous guests. And then I would say for my for the the one that's dead, I would say um, David Bowie. Hmm, another popular choice. Yeah, definitely David Bowie. Or John Lennon. Oh yeah. Good choices all around. I don't think I need to ask why you would choose them. They're all legends at what they did. So, right. So, if our listeners out there listening to us now want to take a listen to you, they want to follow you, they want to see what you're up to, want to stalk you down, show you some love. Where can they do that? What sites? Social media sites? Streaming links? Pretty much on every social media platform: Twitter, uh, Instagram. Spotify, Apple Music, iTunes, all at uh, Company Located. And you will be able to find all those links to their sites, to their socials and streams in of the show notes. So yes, check them out through those. Go and show them some love. And yeah, we're going to play your song now, which is Florida. Um... All that's left to do is say thank you for joining us. It's been a pleasure having you on. Short and sweet, which I like because it's straight to the point and easy to edit. Thank you for hey, having Thank us. you so much for having us. We'll have to do this again sometime, yeah, we'll get you back. But in the meantime, without further adoos, here is Florida by Company Located. <laughs> Oh, <sighs> 
that was company located. That was their song, Flow or Rider. Flow in brackets or Rider. Right, what's the deal with that, by the way? Do you know? I, I didn't ask. No, it, 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 I think it's just one of those gimmicks. Otherwise, it's Flow or Rider. Isn't it from Florida? <laughs> yeah, it's from he's, Jacksonville. He's from Florida, and he's he's flowing as a rider. I don't, I don't know. No. And then you get, actually you got the, the artist Flow Rider, haven't you? Yeah, as in Flow Rider. Yeah. Mm. Right, yeah. And I don't know why they do it's like it's not Flo Rider, it's Florida. It's like Will I Am. No mate, it's William. It's William. Stop yeah. it. <laughs> Just stop it. <laughs> You're not right, being we cool. figured it out. We figured it out. Yeah. So yes, that was anyway, that was that was their piece of music, Wayne. What did you think? Yeah, I, I like this. This is this is really it's really well produced, it's really well done. It's got that um sort of post Malone vibe about it. I wasn't getting post Malone. I'm, there's something in there. That I can't. I think it might be Owl City. You know what? I could see yeah, Owl City with with post Malone vibes. That's what I was getting. Especially the the song they did for um, the Spider Man to the Spider Verse film that was everywhere. That sort of it's it sort of the both of them together would have you know. Anyway, it's a really good song. I really enjoyed it. Um, a nice pair of lads as well, uh, from what I can gather from what you were talking to. Oh, I had to edit the shit out of that. They did not have much to say. Oh, bless them. But, uh, <laughs> 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 oh, like, <laughs> nice bunch of lads, but yeah, I, I had to do some editing. Well, but, you know. <laughs> I, I'm guessing a lot of people we speak to are cutting their teeth on us for the first time. You know, I, I'm guessing the, the market we're, we're moving in, a lot of people don't get opportunities to speak to other people about their music and I suppose right, yeah. it's difficult to start with once you once you get used to it and you know what people are going to say and, and you know we, we, there's a lot of generic questions that turn up all the time with us and I don't like using them but it's, it's, it is and that's no, good but you're right well. you're right yeah. yeah I mean the first time you do it is is, is nerve-wracking I exactly mean, it, it's just the way it is I don't think so Tommy that's that, last time you I'm not listening to that podcast back you had plenty to say it's not Tommy's well, yeah. first time there. It wasn't my yeah, first it was time. First, you know. It was his first time. His first time on our <laughs> podcast, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, you mean, okay, yeah. you've done podcasts I don't, I don't, before. I don't, I don't mean... But you know what? It, it was fun, and that's why I'm so grateful this is going to take yeah. five hours, man. <laughs> <laughs> that's, what, what I'm saying is, a lot of people come... But when, when we contact them, a lot of them are brand new emerging artists, and they won't have had as much media exposure ex, as exposure as... As you know, say somebody like Little Bethany had, uh, you know, she'd been doing it just what about two years. Same, same for Tommy as well. You know, they've got PR people behind them. They've got people pushing for this, and you get used to it. Whereas I think these guys, they probably haven't got that. And this, you might be one of the first people to to speak to them about their music, and it's I don't, it's going to be difficult. Were that, yeah. But, did you, Did you listen to their? Yeah. Um, were they in two different places? I assume yes. I th- yeah, I had to send two separate emails. Wow. It come across really, it's really good that's yeah, so it's considering really good. there's just, a thousand I, I miles still, between them. And I still struggle with that style of music where, excuse me, I'm burping in all mm. manner of gas, um, where the band is like thousands of miles apart and that they don't get to meet very often and everything's done over the airwaves. I mean, it works. Kudos well, to him, it's worked. But well, I mean, that's that's basically the uh, some somebody would say it's the modern world, but yeah, but you know, being an old fashioned guy, old school, I, I'd still I'd prefer the band to be in the same yeah. city at least, you know. But it's how you get tight, isn't it? You, you get together twice a week and you practice your songs twice a week, and that's how you get tight as a, as a band, right? And as people, not as people, right? Mm. 
Yeah, I, but, but saying that though, they do the gigs and it's yeah. working for them, so I can't argue with them. So well, it's working, got, it's working. We've had quite a number of people on the podcast recently. They just do that. They they send they they share web files. They share MP3s across the airways. They never meet up. They never play together. These guys, it feels like that they're, they're friends. well. It feels like they're 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 doing this across the airways to keep the band going, but. You know, right. you're saying like they they he was in his inter- in the interview that Rich did with them. They came together and before they performed, I mean they, they actually got yeah, together to perform. Days. Yeah, yeah. You know, and I like that. That's 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 the media. That's the medium for me. That is that's right in the middle. See, see now I struggle both. with bands like Lucy Raquel and me. As good as the music is, I like the music. Yeah. But they're never gonna perform the music because they've never met and I don't think they ever intend on meeting. Was it Australia, so. England and Paris? Was that the three different locations? Wow, yeah. Um, I mean, the song was good, though. I mean, like I, the song was really good. Yeah. Yeah, it is good. I think it's Owl City, it reminds me of. But it's it's got a very indie vibe about it. Mm. It's good. But, it's but, you, really but like you know, did, did, did either one of you get this? Because the, the thing about this tune was that, to me, it was more like a state of mind than your usual pop song. It, it just never shifts gears emotionally, if you if you know what I mean. It's yeah. it stays with the same emotion from the beginning to the end. But but, yeah. but I mean I like it. Maybe, maybe that's just the way things are I done these days. I but. think that's where I got the post Malone vibe from. Yeah. I find yeah his music. I, and say, like Khaled yeah. and people like that. You know, it's very, very linear. Yeah. It's almost like trap. You know what I mean? It's almost like that. The, yeah. the thing the thing that I liked about this was was one of the vocal melodies that he sings the same like four lines, it yeah. sort of becomes part of the music. It doesn't oh yeah, stay. I was going to bring yeah. that up. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't I mean, stay there's... separate. It, it becomes part of like the rhythm. Yeah. It's I mean, good. to use a big to use a big word, there's a plethora. Ooh. I got it written down here on a piece of paper, man. Plethora of interesting shifts in the melody. <laughs> That's what I wanted to say. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's really good. <laughs> plethora is what the missus has got at the moment. We've got to, we've got to get her some tablets for it. Green for it. <laughs> All right, <coughs> man. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, I think that just about covers then. So we're going to move on. We're going to move swiftly on to our next artist, Emrose and her song tonight. So yeah, this is my conversation with Emrose and her song. Well, I've been playing and writing and singing for like my entire life. I mean, um, I'm only 16 years old, but even as like a 10 year old, I always loved singing and playing the piano. And I guess writing music has always been a part of me. So it really felt natural to start like producing music and writing more songs. And, you know, Emrose is kind of who I am. Listening to your work, I mean, you, you say you're 16, you wouldn't guess that you were 16 by listening to it. The, it's so advanced, so far above, you know, like you've probably heard it many times before. But yeah, I mean, the production on it, your voice is astounding. The production, is that you or do you have help with the production? Oh, I have help. I mean, um, I'm actually learning to produce more of my music more and more. But yeah, and the songs that are released, it's 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 with help. I mean, I did help, but, you know. Yeah. The musicality and instrumentation within the song that I was listening to is absolutely awesome. It's like it's professional standard. It's it's only a matter of time before someone's going to pick you up and um, take you far by the sounds of it. 
Awesome. I mean, that'd be awesome. Are you, are you currently signed? Um, I just have a uh, sync deal with the uh, company Secret Road, which I'm really excited about. But I'm not signed with a record deal, no. Not yet. <laughs> not yet. So your music, what you do, do you take it on the road? Do you do like gigs and shows? Yeah, yeah, all over the city. Uh, I just did a show at Rockwood Music Hall, which is awesome. Sounds awesome. And do you have any plans for gigs for the rest of the year or maybe next year? Oh, yeah, totally. I mean, I try to do like a show every month or so. So uh, definitely going to do more shows at Rockwood and maybe other venues around the city. Awesome. You seem to have quite a big team behind you helping you get uh, your name out there. Yeah. So music, your music, your albums, your singles, do you have anything else coming out? What? Tell us about the single that you want to bring today to play. Oh, yeah. Um, I just We just released Tonight, which is uh, a song I've been working on for you know, a little less than a year. It's um, it's really special to me, and I'm really happy that it's finally out in the world. <laughs> oh, so it's actually out now, is it? Yeah. So you can listen to that on Spotify, people. Yeah. You can hear that on Spotify, and uh, Spotify if you like it, go on. I'd imagine you're on Apple. Apple Music, as well. yeah. Yeah, if you like what you hear, go and buy the music because it's really good. I love there's a, a guitar part in it. I don't know how you did it, but it's absolutely <laughs> beautiful. Thank yeah. you. Okay, so what would you say have been your highlights today during your musical career? Well, definitely getting, um, uh, went to LA and I met this amazing, like, team at this company, Secret Road. It's, it was amazing. I just felt so professional. And also working in the studio is so fun. I just have a great time just experimenting with sounds. And, you know, always when I have that, like, eureka moment of writing a song, that also is just like the best feeling. And when people I play for, they say, oh, that's so great. And then they like hum the tune later on. That just always makes me so happy. And uh, I just really want to write something that people like, but also something that's meaningful to me. So it's like the best of the both worlds. Yeah. Now, you're very hooky, very um, catchy, the song. But it's not cheesy at the same time. You know, a lot of, Thank you. A lot of... Uh, Hooky, catchy songs can be cheesy, but yeah. I wasn't getting that from your song at all. It's I was um, I was picking up a bit of Adele. Oh yeah, yeah. Who do you take your inspirations from? Would you say? Well, <laughs> my favorite band right now is definitely Radiohead. I just love how like the music is so complex and the you know the instrumentalization is just so great. I, I love Radiohead. But I also like a lot of like ballad artists. Like, um, I like the singer um, Florence and the Machine. I think Florence Welsh is so talented, and I definitely like how her voice is so powerful. Um, I also like the singer Lord. I love her um, way she produces her music. I just think it's amazing. So I definitely have a lot of inspiration around that alternative pop, alternative rock. Lord, I haven't heard anything from Lord for a while. Is she still going? Uh, yeah, I mean, her first album um, was released a long time ago, and her second uh, was released in 2017, I think. So you can tell there's a lot of space between her albums, so I'm sure she'll come out with something new soon. Yeah, so if you like Lord, you probably like Billie Eilish as well then. Yeah, yeah, Billie Eilish is awesome. <laughs> yeah, she's getting mixed reviews off the people that I have on the podcast, but yeah. The general consensus is she's quite good. Yeah, 
yeah, uh, a lot of people I know really, really like her. And I hear her music a lot. I definitely think she's extremely talented. Yeah, um, I haven't really listened to that much of her stuff. I don't get to listen to much mainstream, so I'm listening to a lot mm-hmm. of uh, lesser-known music all the time. But from what I've heard, she seems okay. Yeah, yeah, she's, she's fine. <laughs> so how did you come up with the name Emrose? I just, I don't know. <laughs> it wasn't like a long process. I just, I was always drawn to the name Rose somehow. I always love flowers and the kind of, I love how roses are so beautiful, but they still have thorns and they could like hurt you in a way. And I always thought of uh, me in like such a way of being not necessarily beautiful, but my music to be, I, I consider it beautiful, but it also has that like sadness and that twinge of like you know a thorn <laughs> especially the people i write about <laughs> very deep for somebody who's 16 to be honest but yeah thank you that's cool um okay i'm just gonna throw a few more quick questions at you then sure all right okay so you're going on holiday you're going somewhere nice on holiday where would you go nice on holiday to start off with <sighs> well i don't know i I've always wanted to go to Paris, definitely. Okay. So, okay, so you're going to Paris, and you've got a really crappy MP3 player that you're taking <laughs> with you, and you can only fit two songs on it, unfortunately. Oh. And those are the only songs that you can listen to all week. Mm. So what songs are you going to stick on there? Well, if I'm in Paris, then I'd probably do... I know it's a basic song that everybody likes, but Le Vie en Rose by Edith Piaf. I think she's so lovely. And I could definitely listen to that when I'm walking down the streets of Paris. And hmm, there's a second song. Hmm, I want something happy. I don't want to be sad in Paris. Um, <laughs> oh, gosh. All my music I listen to is so sad. So I really don't know. Um, maybe the song... I have an idea and then it just is like, no. Um, oh, I know. Mr. Blue Sky by really? uh, ELO, definitely. It's a good tune. It's, it's, it just, um, I read a poll of people's, like the song whenever they're sad that makes them feel immediately better. And that's, that's the one that got number one. <laughs> okay. It's quite a long song as well, so it'll last yeah. you a while. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay, so if you had the power to go and erase any song so it doesn't exist anymore nobody oh. can ever listen to it you hate it that much oh. you don't care about the backlash that you're going to mm. get off people what song are you going to get rid of Ooh, get rid of okay totally destroy it destroy it okay <clears throat> Ooh, you can ruin a few careers that way um <laughs> <laughs> yeah because some people have only got one song yeah yeah um Ooh, who's an artist I absolutely despise? I know they're. I mean, I don't. I don't despise anybody. I think every artist has, you know, good qualities in them. But I disagree. I think some artists are just inherently bad. Um, I guess. Okay, there's this 16 year old who's also making music, sadly, <laughs> uh, <laughs> named Jojo Siwa. She's very famous. And I would erase her one hit uh, that made her a musical artist. I think she's fine, but definitely don't like her music. It's called Boomerang, and it my friend plays it for me just to annoy me. Okay, 
So boomerangs going in the Boomerang, bin. Boomerang, just in the bin. <laughs> and if you get rid of that, there'll be no more her, I'd imagine. That's probably her only decent song. Um, I mean, I think she's a fun person, but definitely her music is not my favourite. <laughs> What's her name again, sorry? Jojo Siwa. So Jojo Siwa, you can go suck it, yeah, keep him in the bin. <laughs> oh. Right, so... <laughs> <laughs> That's so harsh. I hope he yeah. doesn't hate me. Um, I... I <laughs> <laughs> I'll tag her in the show and everything. Oh, no. so she, yeah, yeah, definitely. Good, 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 good. <laughs> I jest, I jest. Um, okay, so if you could collaborate with any artist, Ooh. one dead, one dead, and one alive, who would you collaborate with? Hmm. I bet a lot of people say John Lennon, but uh... <laughs> no, actually, nobody really? said. Oh, maybe, maybe one. Oh. A lot of people say. Um, Prince. Prince, yeah. Or, yeah. um, oh, what's her name? Died recently. She didn't have a name. <laughs> Aretha Franklin? She, no, the one that should have went to rehab, but she said no, no, no. Um, oh, oh, um. God, uh, why can't I think of a name? Uh, shoot, I forgot her name. <laughs> <laughs> I know exactly who you're talking about. Uh, yeah, a lot of people say her in a way. Yeah, um. Oh, okay, um, oh, hold oh, on. I know her name. Wait, wait. Okay, Google. Who sang Wanna Go to Rehab? Rehab was recorded by Amy Winehouse. Thank ah, you. That's it, Amy Winehouse. <laughs> yeah. Of course. That, that's so, I'm going to have to edit that out because <laughs> that, I, I can't let people know I didn't know that name. <laughs> yes, Amy Winehouse. But who would you choose? Okay, alive, I would do the artist Claro. She is recently becoming very famous, and I think she's so talented. I've been a follower of hers since her, one of her videos went viral on YouTube. I think she's amazing. She's kind of that alternative pop vibe, and I, I think she's amazing. I don't know her, but I shall have a look. Yeah, yeah, she's awesome. Out. And somebody and dead. Dead. Oh, gosh. I mean, dead. He's a very good dead artist. I mean, quite a few of them, sadly. You'll find there's probably more dead artists than the ones <laughs> are alive. No, yeah. <laughs> You've got more to choose from here. <laughs> I don't know, because I, I listen to maybe, I don't know, maybe Frank Sinatra, honestly. <laughs> okay. Wouldn't that be fun? Just doing like a full... Your style of singing, your style of... Would, would definitely work with him. I'm not sure about the style of... The, yeah, the, the music no. that underlines your <laughs> vocals, I, did, I think that's a bit yeah, too no. modern for it. But yeah, I think I think you'd both work well together. Your vocals sure. work beautifully underneath him, I think. Maybe. Or him underneath one, one, one of the two, yeah. Wouldn't that be Good Frank, Frank Sinatra singing pop music? Yeah. <laughs> you've got to get with the times, though, isn't it? If you're still alive and you still want to do it, you've got to evolve, haven't you? That's oh, yeah, of, yeah. Got to stay relevant. You absolutely do, yeah, you do. Right, so... Yeah, so if our followers and our listeners want to listen to your work and they want to follow you and they want to show you some love or whatever, where can they do that? Um, I'm on Apple Music and Spotify. I'm on Facebook. I'm on Instagram. I'm on Twitter. Uh, Emrose Music. E-M-R-O-S-E. Yes, Emrose Music. Yes. I'd imagine there aren't many of those in the world, so if you just type it into Google, you'll probably get it for them. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Awesome. 
Uh, and the song that you're bringing today, tonight, we're playing tonight. So tell me about that song, how it came about. Um, What's the story behind it? There is quite a long story behind it. I, uh, um, I always have like the scene of a party in my head where um, the narrator, the person who sings the song, me, is feeling very alone and kind of ostracized and feeling like they don't belong there and then they're just kind of like at the party and they don't know anybody and they're having a terrible time until they see a person that they like and they think, oh, I know them, I want them to look at me and think that I'm having a great time. So it's where you kind of, you know, let go of all that feeling of uh, loneliness (laughs) and where they finally let go and dance with them and try to have a conversation with them. But when the other person that they like is not talking to them, they go back into that uh, mindset and kind of takes place in places, and especially in the bridge, back to the chorus when they finally had enough, where they're, you know, having a better time. Quite deep and depressive. Sorry! <laughs> Such a lovely song as well. <laughs> Look no, into no, the lyrics good. for most of my songs, they'd mostly be <laughs> a little deep and depressive, but, you know, I try to. It's all good. No, it's such a good song. It's a fantastic song, in fact. Thank you. And uh, Yeah, I, if, if I'm being honest, it's one of the best submissions we've had this year. It's wow. It's really good, yeah. It, Thank and you we, so much. And we get hundreds every week. Awesome. So we're wow. Thank you. quite excited to get you on. Hmm. Thank you. Lovely. So, yeah. Thank you for joining me. It's been a pleasure talking to you. Yeah, always a pleasure. And uh, without further ado, here is Emrose and her song, Tonight. I could lie and say that's useless Is it the people or just stress Makes no difference Over there I see you're staring It's intriguing Is it my eyes or the perfection of this evening The strobe lights So tonight
her song that was me talking to her chatting away Ooh. having a bit of a natter bit of a chin wag not many of you foreigners will know what a chin wag is but i was having one of them and, uh, <laughs> it's all good so yes tommy i'm i'm speechless <laughs> right. I, I i loved it i loved it um i i um I mean, not literally, but love the love the love the melody, the feel, everything about it. It's very difficult to uh, do anything else except to praise this song. Um, it's not really my genre, but it is very exciting. When you get a song like this, however, you have to acknowledge the the production values. I don't know who produced this, but man, they did a tasteful job. I think that. Uh, in these types of tunes, the production is even more important than the actual song, at least based on my experience. Having said that, though, it's a nice, it's a nice tune. I, I mean, it, to, to me, all in all, the whole package was bone-chilling stuff. I mean, the uh, she's 15, though, isn't she? Because I... Yeah, she's this, young. This artist gets very, very young, yeah. The lyrics yeah. were nice, kind of esoteric, though. I mean, and the voice... I mean, I was going to say, before I checked... And notice that she's 15. I was going to say there was very, there was something very sensual about it, but I'm, you know, just not going to say that now. Actually, I did already. But <laughs> but but it's sort of very. I don't know if you guys experienced this. Yeah, very inviting. The whole thing was very inviting. Um, and the uh, I like the fact that the lyrics were slightly esoteric. That's a good thing because I seem to prefer that anyway. There are enough of these uh, boy meets girl tunes in the world, as far as I'm concerned. Um, and so, wow. Loved it. Just expanding on what you said uh, about the production and the music to what she did and how good it was, it's kind of like it's she she's telling a story and the production has to be good because it's not just it, it's it's almost as if it goes past being a song and becomes like a like I say it's a story and that that becomes the, the music's a soundtrack to her story and that's how it should be anyway I suppose that's what music is but it actually feels more like a soundtrack behind her story it's, it's absolutely phenomenal it's I've got M-Rose that's all I've put down um. <laughs> no but it, my name is I mean to, you know to pick up on something you said I think it's very cinematic yes that's that's, the word, that's what I, I'm looking I, for you're, you're, cinematic you're all, yeah. cinematic yeah it's almost like you you know you can see the movie if there, you, you, could, you could you could definitely picture this in a movie you yeah, know, I. It, it's, very... it's definitely got that. It's got like a, that 
a Dell type feeling to it. Oh yeah, um, it's yeah. spectacular. It's um, why I've got some stuff. What have I got here? I like that. They get yeah, the Western style guitar riff that comes in. Oh, the tremolo one. Yeah, I love yeah, that. That's right. brilliant. Yeah, <clears throat> and uh, there's a, it kind of pulls back and becomes really. So I think it's just like a, in the middle eight. It's like becomes really soft and gentle, and it's kind of like the calm before the mild storm because she brings it right back up and it's not a predictable song it ch- it changes you know it's not just it's not just verse chorus bridge verse chorus bridge verse it, it yeah it takes on a journey i love it it's it's phenomenal a voice is out of this world for a 15 year old or 16 oh, yeah. i can't remember it's very current like i say i'll i'd like I said a couple of weeks ago about another song, you can imagine her stood on the stage like Adele was at the was it the Grammys? No, it was the Brit Awards. Is it the Brit Awards? And you know she could just stand there with a mic and this song, and just blow everybody away. It's absolutely phenomenal. Yeah, it was. Yeah, Wayne. Oh, you know me. I love this ethereal stuff. Christ, <laughs> this is this, this yeah. what wheelhouse this is. Um, going back to something that both you said about the production, I'm gonna I'm gonna talk cinema terms because I I can talk cinema terms. There's there's a, like um, an adage that goes, if you've got a good editor, you don't notice it when you're watching the film. The edits in the film won't, mm. you, you know, if it's done well, you don't. And the same goes for this for production. If the production is so good, you don't notice it. It's just there. It just does the job. You know, you don't pay attention to what the production is doing. I didn't pay attention to what the production was doing. I paid attention to what the song was doing. You know, and she's 15. That's fucking ridiculous. She can't yeah, even listen is. to this podcast because I've just said fucking, you know, it's incredible to me that this girl's 15 I had no idea that she was 15 there's some very good young artists out there. it's like that one I sent to you the other day that Russian girl I don't know if you got to listen to that probably not oh honest to god probably one of the best female vocalists I've ever heard in my life it absolutely wow. I'll mm. send I'll send you the link to it uh, Tommy it's absolutely I'll forget Diana something and it, right, I'm it, looking forward to that yeah it's unbelievable performance Mm. And uh, I've I've never seen a girl go into a baritone. Quali- anyway, anyway, yeah, some very good young talent out there at the yeah. moment. I mean, until you said she's fifteen, this sort of song put me in mind of. I've recently um, come across Lissy because of you, so I've been listening to Lissy and Freya Ridings. That's who this 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 artist put me in mind. It just doesn't sound nothing like either of those people, but that's who it put me in mind of. You know, if you had like um, a festival of strong women singers uh, solo artists if she was on that bill with these two you know it'd be it'd be, it'd be a fantastic bill it'd be amazing yeah agreed cool yeah I mean it was yeah. an outstanding track <clears throat> I thought so I thought where's so. she from Ruth um, who knows <laughs> the earth <laughs> uh, have, a, have a listen have a listen to the interview once I've edited it yeah uh, <laughs> Yeah, okay, so we're going to move on now. We're going to move on, we're going to move on, we're going to move on. What are we going to move on to, Wayne? Oh! Oh, 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 oh! Yes, <laughs> the wild card. Okay, so we're going to move on to the wild card. I've already selected randomly. So ne- neither one of you has heard this song, right? Nope. No, no, no. Nope. And we're going to play it down the microphone because uh, they haven't emailed me yet their uh, MP3, so I haven't been able to send it to you. So I'm just going to have to play it down the mic if that's okay, Tommy. Yeah, sure. 
I mean, it's, it's not like you got a choice. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, yeah. I'll still say, yeah, definitely. <laughs> right, so we've got, we've got our wild card. Oh, they're called... Oh, they're called... <laughs> it's a wild card. Wild card. <laughs> they're called... <laughs> Death Cello. Death Cello. Death Chat. Sorry. Death Cello. Death Cello. Yeah. Ch- knocking the mic and all manner of shit. Death Cello Project... Sounds interesting. Um, shall I say a bit about them before we move on? Let's say a bit about them first. Go for it. I've got their uh, stuff up. Okay. Right, we're on the website. That's got to tell us a bit of something. Death's, death cello. I keep saying cello. Do you play the cello, sir? <laughs> <laughs> the fuck's a cello? Death cello and... That doesn't even say death. It just says cello. Cello and piano infuse metal. With driving okay. guitar and drums collide with high energy original sounds and deep ambient sections to create a true listening experience featuring Rob Death Cello. That's never his name. <laughs> That's never his name. <laughs> Where's he from? He's changed that. Where's he from? Hold on. Death Cello. Fenton Cello. Fenton! <laughs> Fenton Cello. And uh, vocals, guitar, drums, bass and keys, Death Cello has gained a reputation for high-energy shows, many involving psychedelics. That doesn't say so. What does that say? Pyrotechnics. Pyrotechnics. <laughs> okay. So, you know, the first one was better. Let's go there right now. Psychedelic you know. pyrotechnics. Yeah. I'll fly over, man. Oh, fucking hell. So, yes, psychedelics, very, right. Very professional on this podcast, we are. So are you saying we have to be high to listen to this? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah we have uh, we have pyrotechnic psychedelics. <laughs> Great name for a band, that. Right. Anyway, <laughs> this is their song. <laughs>
White Zombie, The Adams Family, <laughs> um, Nightwish, and uh, dude, Jesus. that was that that was all of them getting married. <laughs> <laughs> I mean. And I think that I think you might, you might have had a few tenors in there as well. Oh yeah, oh you got it. Um, Pretty sure you, Pavarotti you know, came back from the dead as well. Just to, just to join them. <laughs> yeah, for one night, for wow. that one special. Prelude to Eternity by Death Cello Project. Um, it wasn't shit, no, right? It was. It was. No. It was very. It was very good. Um, it was. Oh, that that was really. Th- I mean, they're thinking know, so far know, outside the box, they've lost the box. I, I, yeah, I mean, you know, I started feeling... You, you guys ever been to a rave? You know what? Yes. You remember the raves from the a early 90s? and Right. Or, you know, if you remember, then you didn't do it properly. But <laughs> I mean, the, the, the thing was that I started feeling um, like I was being... I, I was actually... I was at a heavy metal rave. You know, around about, the, round about the time, round about the time when the uh, Pavarotti came on. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was. That it was. It was, it was a soundtrack, is what that was. It was. It was a, a soundtrack to a horror. It. It's very. Oh, Rob, right. There very you go. Yeah. Rob Zombie, White Zombie. Um, it. I liked it. I don't think I should like it, but I do. I, what I like is is the cello doing the guitar parts. That's yes. what I really like. That. It's like you don't want to play guitar now. I've got a cello. I'm fine. I'll just do your bits. It's fine. It's really good. Um, the mixing. You can, made... you can imagine the rest of the band standing there looking at him yeah. with hate. Why can't he just be like everyone else? Why is, why is he playing my riff? Why is he doing? <laughs> Stop playing my riff. Fuck it. I'll play someone else. <laughs> um, Once the, again, the... I'm I'm re- I'm reminded by my ex girlfriend. By the way, because <laughs> okay. she was in the heavy metal. Ah, right. Okay. But but this is of course all Rich's fault because he started this. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm hoping they email me back. If they don't, I'm going to have to rip it off YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, the, the my only criticism is I think that the mixing was a bit off at times, especially with the vocal. The vocal sat too high in the mix for me. Yeah, I, do, they were. I really enjoyed that Gregorian chanting thing though, right at the start. Yeah. That was cool. Yeah, it was. It didn't have a direction, did it? It just went no, I don't, the I don't, to be honest to. with you, I don't, I don't know what to make of it, really. I mean, there were bits that I liked, the chant, for instance, but mm. um, it, I'd be lying if I said, this is my music. It's not my music. <laughs> it, it's not something that I would normally go for. It had elements, certain elements that I liked, but um, I, think, I think... that's. I think that's what they did. I think they must have thought, if we do one song... There's going to be people out there that don't like it. So if we do a bit of everything in it, there's going to be something for everyone. Symphonic orchestral metal jazz. That's what that was. Yeah. You saw him writing that down. It took him half an hour. But you're right. You know. You know. If it, 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 the the title of the song. What was the title of the song, by the way? Um, Prelude to Eternity. Prelude you know what? It eternity. should have been yeah. the Ghost of Pavarotti. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, this would have gone perfect in the episode we've got to record in a bit for the Halloween. Oh, God, that'd have been ace, yeah. That'd that's really right, good. that's right. That, that yeah, would have fit there. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so that was Prelude to Eternity by um, Death, Death Cello, Cello Project. 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 Death yeah. Cello Project. Um, 
check them out in the links. I'll put their links down. I'll check them out. I want to see what else they've got. You know, you know, he'd love this. Neil. Neil would bum off this. He'd love yeah, it. He loves. He loves Nightwish and all that type yeah, of stuff. He does. Yeah, so yes, that that that's that's just about it. Oh wait, no, no, we have all the way over past America. I'm going the long way round over <laughs> <laughs> over to um. I forgot where you fucking am. Finland. Yeah, that's straight one. up north. So yes, Tommy, it's nice. Yep. It's nice of you to have joined us. So, uh, what's new since we last spoke to you? Uh, well, nothing much. We got a new single out. You know, not a lot, to be honest with you. Okay, so that's uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, just I'm just you know writing new songs and and you know here because here, here's the thing. I don't know if I said this in the previous episode or whenever we chatted, but I have six mm. children. Okay, wow. so that's six kids. That's on, um, that's on you, mate. That's nobody else's you fault. You need pay-per-view, mate. No, 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 no. You know, you know this is it. This, uh, I mean, I want to blame someone. <laughs> you know. um, no, no, but the, the thing is, you know, what's new? Um, Dark nights in Finland, isn't it? Right, right. <laughs> not much you know, to do. Pl- not much to do, yeah. That's, that's why you end kids. up with a thousand kids, yeah. Right. <laughs> All boys, by the way. But, wow. um, yeah, plenty new in their lives, but, you know, it, it's... Um, uh, struggling to find time to make music. I find time in the evenings, at nights, and 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 uh, basically that's once again when we have a new single out. Cool. But um, yeah, and um, let me see if there's anything else. Do you not oh, yeah. get to a gig at all? Well, no, actually, actually, I performed. Uh, I I did a live gig uh, for a friend, and um, acoustic one, and I came off of that thinking that. Because it was great, the audience was great, and it went down real well. Everything I played, I came off of that thinking that you know I, I got to get back on stage, man. But then that lasted for about three days, you know. Because so, <laughs> I enjoy working in the studio. I mean, I um I enjoy the the control because you're recording, re-recording, and if something isn't quite right, then you you have another take of it. And so, and so that's the bit I like. And so I haven't really gone back to playing live. Perhaps one day. One day. You're still keeping at it, though. That's the main thing. Well, you know, never say never, right? But I mean, if, if the band really took off. So is it, is it, um, how, how is this working then? If, are you still meeting up with the band to do this? No, I mean, I play all the instruments with the producer. Oh, sorry, I didn't yeah. realize you were a solo project. Well, I mean, it's not really a solo project. It's a, um, it's a, it's a duo. It's, it's me and Auntie Audio. Um, the the guy writes uh, the guy who writes the lyrics, so it's you know the the whole concept in the beginning or we came up we thought we came up with this brand new concept turns out that there's a, there's a band called Alan Parsons Project but it's wow. the same idea it's it's a group of two songwriters okay. and rather than a group of four or five musicians because I've done that before and, and 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 done that to death to be honest with you um, and so. It was that was what the impersonators impersonators was about. It was about two songwriters, and then obviously, since in the beginning I was playing all the instruments before we had a recording contract, before we had the producer, so it was about artistic freedom because I had recorded for major labels before, and while they're great, and and obviously I learned so much, and I'm forever grateful for what they did for um, for for the uh, band that I was previously involved with, Carmen Gray. Um, it, they kind of dictate what you do. I mean, it goes without saying when somebody has a huge budget 
and they're willing to invest money in you, then they obviously call the shots. And so the impersonator, and I love Dole with that, I wouldn't change any of it, but the impersonators came about um, at a time when Carmen Gray disbanded, and the idea was basically for for me to have complete artistic control over the songs we recorded. And so mm-hmm. if I didn't want them, if I didn't want a certain track to be sort of um, <sighs> overly produced or hip to the cooler than thou crowds, then I could just turn it into a go-betweens slash birds tune, like like the new track circus. And so that was basically what the impersonators was was about and still is about, I suppose. But I mean, it's gotten a bit more serious now because with the producers and record labels and things like that. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so where do you see the impersonators in a year or two? That's a good question. Um, hopefully making more tunes. I mean, it's it's slowly but surely actually taking off. More and more radios are playing. They're picking picking the songs up and um, and... And that's that's obviously very very cool. When that happens, and the label gets a little bit more money, and we get a little bit more money, then that means that we get a little bit more budget, and and, and um, that means more time in the studio. And I just basically told you guys I love the studio, right? <laughs> so, so I mean, um, I don't think we're ever going to set the world on fire, if that's what you mean. But I'm hoping we will. Um, I'm hoping that we'll find an audience a little bit bigger than we have now people who nod their heads to what we're doing and basically if we manage to write songs that please folks you know and and maybe they find themselves in the lyrics then hey that's all i'm asking for sounds good that's a good philosophy that yeah and uh this song welcome to the circus is it Circus. Oh, it's called Circus, circus Master. Yeah. Oh no, that was a song I was listening to earlier. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Master yeah. at the Circus, man. Um, uh, no, yeah, it's, it's, we've been going through Halloween songs at the moment, and yeah, Welcome to the Circus was one. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. no, uh, this one is actually leaving the circus. My my dad, who passed away a few months ago, I mean, um, had a way of. Uh, he was sort of a super positive person, and. Um, he would always tell me when um, I got in, got myself in situations where it was a bit difficult to get out of. And he would always tell me that, look, you're very good at building these circuses in your life, but you got to learn to say goodbye to all the toxic people and wrong choices you made and things that don't work. And so, so that's basically what the song is about. Uh, it was also inspired by this British guy I met who was from from uh, Sussex that um, uh, I met maybe six months ago. He was dirt poor. He was he was actually playing guitar and uh, it was a street musician. And and I liked what he was doing. So I went, wandered over and said that, look, you know, I liked his version of Helter Skelter, you know, the Beatle mm-hmm. tune, acoustic version of it. Had a great voice. And so we got to talking and, you know, it was clear he didn't have anything. You know, it was just like maybe I would I would imagine five cents in his pocket, you know. But it was blissfully happy. And then there I was, you know, always complaining about life when basically my I felt that I had too much in comparison. And so it basically became this, um, uh, started this soul search for me, you know, and the values and, and, you know, I should be more grateful for what I have and then my dad's philosophy. And, and so it became a goodbye song in a way. To, you know, waving goodbye to toxic friends, toxic life, and, and things that don't work. And that's what really the song is about. Well, um, we're going to play that now. But before we do, uh, 
Just want to say thank you for joining us, Tommy. It's been a pleasure. What? This is going to end? I thought it was going to be four hours, man. <laughs> I would do, but we've got somebody on who's got more, more followers than you after this. So we're going to... <laughs> <laughs> right. Oh, the brutal so honesty comes out in the end. Yeah, right. Yeah. Don't call us, we'll call you. Thank you. Uh, right. Just, of course. No, it's no, good to I, talk I, to hey, you. I missed it last Thanks for time. having me. I love this. Yeah. And um, obviously, we're fully booked up for the rest of the year on the main show, but hopefully, we'll, we don't have much uh, sorted out for next year yet. We'll uh, throw you some dates over if you want to come back. Oh, you bet. Awesome. You guys Excellent. invite me, I'm coming back. Excellent. Awesome. Set in stone, that is. So, yeah, I think all there is left to say is thanks once again, Tommy, for joining us. been a pleasure. And thank you at home for listening. If indeed you still are. Goodbye. 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 From hopelessness Two room apartment in Sussex No balance here we can redress The night falls and burns out my debts I try like hell and cry like hell It's been the longest fucking spell I don't know where I should propel To stay here It's my a pint of beer And when the sleep is drawing near I dry my eyes and I smear Any point that's lingering Might get employed sometime in spring The wife won't stop her bickering Until I bring
the I didn't realize you liked me that way deal. Because it's one thing to receive McDonald's, but an entirely other thing to know that they woke up early to face the world and bring you McDonald's breakfast still hot in the bag. Appreciate you. There's a deal for every morning. Now grab two loaded sausage burritos for only three bucks. Prices and participation may vary. Single item at regular price. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.